Welcome, everyone, to the inaugural episode of In the Corner, the only podcast, as far as we know at least, dedicated to Notre Dame boxing. I'm Matt Gelchin, a former Notre Dame boxer who for the last nine seasons has had the great privilege of serving as a volunteer coach for Bengal Bouts and Barackabouts. Throughout this Barackabout season, a boxing season truly unlike any other in the program's history, I will spend time interviewing former captains, asking them to reflect on their experience with the club and to share some of their favorite memories. Our hope is that this podcast will be a small source of entertainment and a new way to bring those who love the Notre Dame boxing program closer together during a time when we have to remain a bit more physically distanced. Today, I am joined by Madeline Schulte, a 2019 Notre Dame grad. Madeline, or Maddie, was a four-year boxer, three-time bracket winner, and two-time captain for Brockabouts. Maddie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Matt. I'm glad to be here. Perhaps this is uh, perhaps this is a little bit cliche, but this is a podcast about the greatest club at Notre Dame. So I Obviously. feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't ask for you to give your standard Notre Dame introduction. Where are you from? Where'd you live? What'd you study? One more time. Oh, bringing it back. I haven't done this in a long time. Um, my name is Madeline Schulte. I live in McGlynn Hall. Oh gosh, I don't live in McGlynn Hall anymore. That'd be weird. I've graduated. I used to live in McGlynn Hall. I'm from Kansas City, Kansas, and I studied computer engineering. And now working in St. Louis, correct? Yes, the other side of Missouri. So I was thinking about this and trying to think of like, what, what should be the first question ever asked to, to someone? Um, and so I was thinking there are probably three or four core goals that the program has to raise money for a worthy cause, to help students learn a new skill, to enable boxers to be a part of a really great community. But there are likely as many reasons why people joined in the first place as there are boxers. Could you share a little bit about your story and why did you join Barackabouts? So throwback even before college started, actually, I did box a little bit in high school. Not a lot of people know that. Nothing official, just like me in my garage, one of those things where you watch too many Rocky movies and you're like, I could do that right at the same time your dad's friend is like trying to get rid of a punching bag and it ends up in your garage and you're like following along a book that helps train Hillary Swank and Million Dollar Baby. And um, so that was something that I sort of did on and off through a lot of um, high school just to stay in shape. Like I was a choir nerd, so there wasn't like organized sports involved. That was not my scene. Um, it wouldn't be for a long time really until Barackabouts. But uh, so that was sort of how I got into boxing. And then as you're looking at colleges and things, I was like, oh, like, what could I, who do I want to be in college? You know, you're asking all these existential questions you're asking yourself as a senior in high school. Um, I was just sort of looking around like, oh, I wonder if they have like boxing at Notre Dame. Like that could be kind of cool, right? And I, looking back, I know what poster I found because I found it since then. It was the 2013 captains, women's captain picture. And I know because that was the year they were in dresses and they looked absolutely terrifying, like so badass, but like gorgeous and fit and like weird. But I don't, you look up the poster if you haven't seen it. I was like floored. So don't tell anyone, but I might have ended up at Notre Dame because of Barackabouts. So then, you know, the usual Notre Dame activities fair, found the boxing booth, ended up getting a flag from a few years before they had extras of, and then first practice, rest is history. As you and I were talking a little bit about this podcast and your decision to, to be part of Rockabouts, um, 
I thought it was really interesting how you mentioned that while those who don't know you well may have been surprised to learn you boxed, your close friends' reactions uh, was more akin to, well, of course Maddie would do that. Um, I was wondering if you could say a little bit more about why it just made so much sense to the people who know you most. Um, I think part of it was like something, it being something that I had already done. Um, but I don't know, I guess I have this, this vision in my head that people I'm picturing who have said, um, like, oh, that's interesting for you. Like, it's like my, my mentor in high school, this math teacher who like, in the, maybe like you also, Matt, who like people in authority who I'm not necessarily like. Wait, I in authority? <laughs> like, I mean, you're a coach, but you, you just, um, I don't know. I think, I think it is in my personality, even if I do put on maybe a little bit more of this very polite, very friendly, which I still am and is definitely still part of Barack Abouts, but I think I've got a little bit more of a, a bite to me than I might let on to everyone. So that actually perfectly transitions, and I didn't, didn't plan this, but this actually perfectly transitions uh, into the next question I had for you. Um, something I've occasionally heard from those in the audience at Barack Abouts matches is, I wonder what my boxing nickname would be. And uh, you had, let's say, an unusual boxing nickname. Uh, what, was, what was your boxing nickname and why did you choose that? So I'm going to start with my first one, even though that's not the one you just talked about, because I did have it for three years and I am attached to it. Um, so I mentioned getting into boxing because of like Rocky movies and also like Million Dollar Baby-esque. It was actually one of my Notre Dame application questions is like, tell me a story in 150 words or less. I don't know if they did that in your time, but they had it for my year. Um, and I actually ended up telling the story of like watching Million Dollar Baby and like feeling those emotions and like start like standing in front of a box or in front of a, a punching bag and like starting. That was my, so anyway, because I'm a movie buff and I really loved that movie, I ended up choosing Machusla for my first few years of the game, which by the way, no one can pronounce. I got introduced as Mo Chisel like all the freaking time. Um, <laughs> Because it's, it's Irish and that's kind of how it's spelled and it means like my darling or my blood, it's like part of the movie. But that was, I'm attached to that. But my, the real gem is my senior year boxing nickname, um, which I'll, I'll do a reveal at the end. So I'm, so at one point in, in practice, something that we say to a lot of the girls was like a couple weeks into spars um, and like obviously teammates, 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 everyone, we're all here to get better. We are all, we're sparring each other. Obviously we're competing, it's boxing, um, but we're, you know, you're not going into the ring to, to beat the crap out of someone. That's not something that we're doing. That's not the purpose of anything. And then you always, you always steer a little bit to that every year. We always have to bring people back and remind them like, hey, here's why we're doing this. Um, here's the purpose of a spar and why we're all trying to get better regardless of your, how good you are at boxing right now. Um, but I was trying to give that speech and I think I might've given it better just now than I did at the time because I was getting a little bit worked up, right? And just the point of like, oh, you're not going into this bar, like especially like the guys do to be like macho and you're, you're not beating up on somebody. You're just trying to make them better and you better. And basically I just ended up this whole speech and Nate does a very funny impersonation of this. I just ended the whole speech with like, just don't be a trash human. I like shouted at the club and I didn't think it was that dramatic, but apparently everyone else thought it was hilarious. So I never did live that down. And ended up boxing my senior year as Maddie Trash Human Schulte. That is a great story. I would like to mention, um, just picking apart a particular phrase you used of, in my time, I don't know if they had it. I'm not that old. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. I meant more like, I don't know if they still have it for the listeners here. Like, I don't know what the questions are always. That was, sorry, Matt. <laughs> no, that, that, that's, that's fair. I get it. I get it. Um, um, 
Yeah, I think that is, uh, I, I guess we could check with him, but I have to imagine that is probably one of Nate Walker's, uh, the, the head coach of, uh, of Notre Dame boxing. It has to be one of his favorite all-time boxing nicknames, at least uh, based on the number yeah. of times he'll retell that story. I um, almost didn't, because especially because I told you, like I had this previous nickname that I was really attached to for the last three years, even if no one could pronounce it. Um, and I like almost just kept it going, but I was like, I have to do Trash Human because of how happy I know it will make Nate. Like that was the reason I went with that nickname and I'm very happy that I did do that. I will also say that in terms of nicknames being mispronounced, you could do a lot worse than Mo Chisel. I mean, as a boxer. It sounds tough, yeah. <laughs> it's not, not too bad. Um, so I was thinking back on this and I'm not positive. You, you might have this uh, number offhand, but I was thinking that over your four years, you probably would have competed in about 11 Notre Dame boxing matches. Um, 11 official, yes. Which uh, I believe is at least tied for the most uh, of anyone in your year. I don't know if you have that distinction all to yourself, but at the very least would be tied for most. Um, what was your favorite memory from any of those matches? So it's funny that you say tied with most because I just went through my head everyone that could be tied with me and I'm pretty sure Shannon counts um, because I actually ended up um, boxing against her in my freshman and junior year bouts in the finals. Um, so my favorite memory from any of my matches, shout out to you, Matt, um, is the match did against I Shannon. That glad that you're, did I say that I'm glad that you're the first guest? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, so the, um, my match against Shannon in the finals, junior year, um, is a, I'd been a captain, it had been great, and I'd been, you know, sometimes you, you, you focus a little more as a captain, especially the first year, about maybe a little bit less on your own boxing because there's old time making starting a little bit more on the team, which is great and really important, but also can be a little bit hard when you're going into the, to the, the bout and you're like, I don't know if I've prepared enough as I should have, especially as a captain, like all this sort of, but that match, junior year, um, there's a couple parts of it, but right before we started, and you were always in my corner, except for that one time, but we've forgiven you because it was for the homeless. Um, I was, Brittany and I, my wife, Brittany and I, we had a prior commitment. We were participating in a lip sync event to raise money for the Center for the Homeless in South Bend. It just so happened that two weeks after we committed, the dates for Brockabouts were announced and it coincided with the second round as Maddie has reminded me once every so often, which is pretty much every time we talk, it gets brought up. I have forgiven him and I don't bring it up that often. By the way, everyone who's listening needs to go watch that video because it is a true American treasure. Um, but Matt was always in my corner. I come up to Matt before this match starts and he's just like, you know, I've got all this crap on my shoulders, right? I got to win. I got to be a captain. I have to go hold corners for someone in 10 minutes. Like I've been setting up the event before this. Like he's just like, dude, have fun. This is the fun part. Like have fun during the fun part. And I did. And it was amazing. It was, it was such a great match, such a great competitor. And just, just like, that's also part of it. Just being at a level where both of us are very good. And it was a very close match. I just, it was so much fun. And then midway through, I think it was the second round of that, um, on top of the fact that I'm just having fun and it's been such a long time, you know? So the previous year I had lost in the finals to Sophia Hooper. 
Um, also a great match. Very proud of myself. Like she kicked my butt, but also I'm very proud of myself for that. I'm proud of how I, um, I never let her back me up. And that was something I was really worried about going into that round. And it's probably the reason I lost the bout. Let's be real, because when you're not backing up, you are taking significantly more hits than you should. But I was very conscious of the fact that if, if I took one step back, it would be four and I'd be on the ropes and I'd never get off. So I never let her back me up. And I was very proud of that. But, um, Part of the other reason I think I lost that one, and I promise this all ties back together, is because she was leaning toward the end in the third round, and that kept saying, throw a six, throw a six, but I'm the sophomore. I like hardly know how to throw a six. I couldn't get it off in time. I couldn't hit her with the six, and it's something that I, that I did regret during that bout. And flash forward a year later to this Shannon bout, I do end up, I throw a six in the ring in the second round, and then in the third round, I throw a six in a combination in the ring, and it was just that whole thing was absolutely amazing and, and definitely one of one of many, but one of a, the standout memories of my boxing career. Man, that is awesome. I remember that match so well, and it was just so clear um, how much fun you ended up having. Um, I don't, I don't actually re- remember saying that. Uh, it doesn't surprise me, uh, given how so often captains will put so much on their shoulders leading up to and then during the tournament um but i remember you just being in the zone and it was you were just like radiating joy of like this is where i'm supposed to be right now this is a lot of fun um that was that was really really cool um what i'm gonna do now so this is uh something uh, a little surprise um but i was thinking that i have had the great pleasure of getting to know you during your four years during boxing but some people who might be listening to this um, who have never met you, don't know much about your personality. So I'm going to set a, just a, a little timer here. We're going to do just a, a little hot seat. I'm going to fire off um, oh, no. a handful of questions. Some might be either or. Um, some might be Notre Dame specific. Others kind of just uh, general interest questions. Um, and we'll go through probably, I don't know, 40 seconds, 45 seconds. And, uh, and we'll see how many we can, we can get through. Okay. All right. Try not to fail. <laughs> so here we go. Setting the timer. Favorite sport that isn't boxing? A uh, football. Favorite food? Uh, meat and potatoes. Game show you'd most like to go on? Oh, Jeopardy, obviously. I could kick somebody Jeopardy. Summer or winter? Um, summer, unless I get to be in South Bend. Mm. Favorite dessert? Ooh, chocolate cake with caramel. Favorite boxing combo? Oh, one, six, three, two. That's the, the Matt classic. Last book you read? I just finished the fourth Harry Potter book in Spanish. I was very proud. It's so big. Favorite dorm on campus that's not your own? Dylan, although it kind of is my own. All my friends are in Dylan. Uh, and last question, least favorite boxing training exercise? I feel like you have to say burpees or you're not a real person. <laughs> I love burpees. Okay, Matt. <laughs> um, well, thank you. Thank you for, uh, for indulging that. That was kind of like the, the going back to the corner, catch your breath and uh, reset. Um, corner, yeah. So I was thinking about, um, I was thinking about this uh, leading up to today and how you, um, and as I mentioned, you have had quite a few boxing matches uh, and you have had a lot of 
success. I mean, you don't have a lot of matches in Baraka bouts unless you're having success in the tournament. Um, but even the boxers who have a lot of success have their moments where they just don't know if they can do it. And whether it's during training, waiting backstage, or even in the middle of a bout. Um, when did you experience the most doubt uh, when you were boxing? That's a very good question, Matt. Um, and I'm not sure I'm going to be able to, to get it down to just a one, but I thought it was really important to, to touch on because it, I mean, it is so, it's, you asked when I experienced the most doubt and I think the, the easy knee-jerk answer is like always, um, but narrowing it down, I think a little bit more, I don't know, it happens in a lot of places. Like you mentioned in training, like when you see the whole Mac workout in front of you and you're like two minutes in and you know how much is in front of you and you're like at the bottom of a burpee, like every single time you're like, I don't know if I can get back up. I don't know if I can get back up. Like I had a lot of those moments and eventually you do get past that wall, but at the time it never feels like you can get past it. Um, I think night before bout one every year was always a big one for me, um, especially coming from internment very safe I will swear up and down but like coming from out of the like million dollar baby world which you haven't seen the movie I'm not going to spoil it but like just that it. element of what if what if something happened what if I was injured um and then also just the whole wanting to win thing too but just am I am I necessarily like good enough for this so night especially before about one every every year always took a special night one boxing trip to the grotto um and tried to remember I was usually held on to what Nate said and he always meant it in the like, oh, don't try and learn a six in your last week. Like, you know what you know. You can't cram boxing, right? You've, you've done it. So just taking away the like, yeah, I have been to the practices. I have been learning. I have been practicing. I know what I know going into this and trying to hold on to that there. Um, and then always brackets, right? When I, was, when I was small, when I was a freshman and sophomore, you like don't really know enough to be scared. You're like, you're like, that's just a name, right? Sometimes. Um, and then you sort of growing into it. You're like, I have to, you're like, oh, I have to box who? What? <laughs> um, so I think definitely a lot of doubt has always been, been part of it, but getting through it is always, is, is the important part. Yeah. I don't know. No, I, I think that's, uh, I have I have no doubt that, that is something that um, anyone who's been part of the program can relate to. Um, and it is crazy. Like that is this thing that we put so much effort into and build up this confidence and we know we're ready, but we're still so uncertain of what's to come. Um, and it's almost kind of this, uh, this match, uh, between ourselves. And I, I feel like one of the best pieces of advice that I've stumbled across and have tried to share sometimes is, uh, when people get in the ring, they've already got one opponent across the ring from them. The last thing they need is another one in themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, uh, I also think it's probably the nature of just Notre Dame students who, uh, who are used to excelling in everything that they do. And um, I think it is, uh, it's always nice specifically for people in the program to see a leader uh, of the club, like, like you kind of admit, like, yeah, like even <laughs> this was, this was a real part of my experience, people. Definitely. Definitely not. Um, kind of related to that. Um, despite having some awesome success in the ring, developing some wonderful friendships um, and then becoming such a, a pillar of this community, Aww. I'm guessing there are probably some, things that you still would have considered doing just a little bit differently, perhaps. 
Um, do you have a biggest regret about your boxing experience? I do, Matt. I do. Um, so I don't know how, who would necessarily know this, um, but my senior year, I had the chance to do a like a non non officially approved non. It was a it was a real amateur um, fight, but like not Notre Dame boxing. So it was Notre Dame boxing alums. So we weren't associated with the club at all. Everyone is listening. We weren't associated, um, but I did. I did that against uh, Navy. We had a chance to, to box against Navy in the spring. It was a week, like a couple days after the men's tournament, right before spring break. Um, so I ended up training in the spring. Um, and I was, I was very in shape. Like I ran under an eight minute mile, which doesn't mean anything to anyone else, but means so much to me. Like for the first time in my life, I was like, I could play a varsity high school sport if I wanted to. <laughs> like that was, I was, there's so many workouts. I spent a lot of time preparing. Um, I was really in a lot of ways more ready for that than I was for, for a lot of my bouts, especially in the, in the shape component. Um, and then going, going into that bout, it was, it was in Chicago. It was at like this, this fancy hotel. I obviously wasn't the place that I'd been and trained at and done all these. And I, um, prepped for like all these times, like at this point, like in Danky old hat, like I had that, I had that place memorized. I knew exactly what my warmups were, all that sort of, stuff. Um, and I knew, I knew that I needed to have that routine. I'd been told it. Um, but like come day of my head was, was not there. Um, I didn't have it when I started. I never got it back. Um, and I did, I did end up losing that, losing that fight. And like, I was also outmatched. She was great. Um, but my head wasn't in the right place and I hadn't trained some of the specific things that I needed to like a lot more catching and, and training my head to be in that, in the right place, to be in the zone, to have that, that fun. Right. I was just, I was terrified and the ring was smaller. I was in a weird place, like all this sorts of, I didn't like my headgear, all this sorts of stuff. Um, but I, I very much regret that aspect of it that I could have controlled, even if there were a lot of things that I, I might not have been able to. So it's yeah. yes, the losing, but not the losing so much as, not being doing the things I needed to have done. Yeah. And I, I think that's probably um, one of the biggest lessons that a lot of boxers take away from the sport, at least in, in my case, is just focusing on what can we control and did we control that? Um, and then when we get in the ring, like we can live with someone being better than us. <laughs> we can, as frustrating as it, as it is, like you can learn to live with a judge's decision that doesn't go your way um but it is that preparation sometimes where like i i know i still kick myself thinking about did i prep in the right way uh, or did i help someone prepare in the right way and um and i what I, I remember from that night was just like how much like a champ you were even though this was the first time in three years that your hand wasn't raised at the end of a bout you still acted like a champ every moment afterward and the way in which you were so gracious to the Navy boxer. And, um, I thought you still were, were representing Notre Dame boxing as well as you always had. I'm glad to hear you say that, say that Matt with, with the blood on my face. Fun <laughs> there, facts was also, there was a lot of blood guys. <laughs> it's lucky that we women, uh, fight in the, in the fall I've learned because it is a lot worse in the winter. Fun facts, that was Val Kilmer's niece. So I will always have the celebrity status of having my butt handed to me by Val Kilmer's niece. That is... I, I had to say that, sorry. No one else appreciates it. <laughs> uh, 
next thing we know, this is a this is going to end up on Val Kilmer's. Uh, some of this, Maddie is in the process right now of DMing him, um, seeing if he's going to already have. <laughs> um, so I've got just a couple more questions. Um, one of which, and we've talked just a lot about captains, captains, um, and you were a captain. And for so many boxers, it's the um, it's the people who served as captains when they were joining the program that made such a lasting impact on them. Who were some of the captains that you looked up to and, and, and how did they influence your Barack Abouts experience? About a name drop. I apologize to everyone I leave out. Um, I think there's always, there's always the class of captains that you're like, oh my God, like she's a goddess. I could never be her, but like, like I want to be. Like she's perfect. She's so good at boxing. She's so fit. So like for me, the epitome of that is like me baby freshman and Grace Cho, like, to me, she was perfect. I never talked to her. Like, I was not cool enough for that. Um, but just looking from afar at the captain's group, like, she was, to me, a real standout of, like, being awesome. And, like, all obviously, all of them are awesome. Look to them in different ways. Um, but that's, that's definitely one class. But the, the, other, the class of captains that I think I more um, empathize, or not empathize, but, like, more associated with or like, I was like, oh, that's, like, me. And for me, freshman year, that was Allie. And I meant to look up her last name and I completely forgot. She's there in that poster hanging on my wall and I can't yeah, remember her last name. You're talking name. about Allie Gibson? Yes, that's Allie. I think so. Freshman year, she would have been when Casey was a, which Casey was a junior. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yes, Allie Gibson. Um, and she just, like I said, Grace Joe was perfect, but Allie... Allie was human, and I don't mean this in any sort of, like, negative, like, I adored her. She was my favorite, because looking at that group of captains, sometimes it's really hard to be like, oh, my gosh, they're so good. I'm, I can't do 200 jacks right now to start practice. Um, and to see someone who, who really had that element of not making it look easy, the way that some of the captains make it look like, ah, oh, easy, been doing this for four years. But Allie just, it, she always looked like it was the the amount of hardness that boxing is. And I always just, I really admired the fact that it, I was struggling. She was struggling a little bit. I was like, I feel like I am you. And I am glad that there is this person who, who looks like me up on the stage. And that was really important for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, it's actually, I hadn't thought about it before, but it makes a ton of sense. I feel like even stylistically you and Allie were very similar dispositionally, definitely similarities. Had her in my corner, yeah. Um, so I'm going to kind of have this final question be a, a two-parter. Um, and the first part is, what do you hope, um, and I, I suppose this is an opportunity to brag a little if you want, um, <laughs> but what do you hope your legacy as a captain was? And then finally, um, to wrap up this inaugural episode, if you could give one piece of advice to someone considering joining, what would it be? Okay. So I think I'm going to anti-brag on my legacy as a captain because a little bit what I touched on earlier, I hope that my legacy as a captain was to, was to be that person that I always was the one, like I hold the title for four years, slowest boxer, like slowest boxer on the team, four years running. Like that is my title. I finished the workouts last, but I finished them did all the reps. I didn't cheat it. Um, it was hard. I made it look hard. I struggled. I had like friends of mine who like joined senior year who's, who were very fit, who were like, this is hard. This is different. Like they're runners or something. And they'd be like, this is, you make it look like it, 
just sort of what I mentioned earlier, like this, the things we do is, are not easy. And I just wanted to be that person where like, it's okay if you're finishing last, I'm going to finish last with you. I might finish behind you. Your boxing worth is not determined by how fast you do the workouts. It's how much heart you bring to the spars and to the bouts. And like, we're all doing 50 push-ups. I don't care how long it takes you to do them. We're all doing the work. It's hard for all of us, no matter where you were at and you were getting stronger, just any sort of way. And I think just overall legacy. I think a lot of what we moved into in my time that was maybe different from like very early years um, was just that I'm going to steal from 300, like the Sparta, only the hard, only the strong. Like I don't, I don't want to take only the hard and only the strong. That's so much less fun. I want, I want everyone. I want to take the girls that want to be there and make the hard and the strong. Like that's such a cooler goal is to like, get these people who've never boxed before, never thought they would do it. They got dragged because their roommate came and then the roommate dropped and they stayed. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that story. Um, but just sticking with it and like getting in the ring at the end and like, I can box. I'm so cool. I learned this skill. I'm fitter than I've ever been before. I found this team of people. Just the idea that you are, you do not have to be coming off of cross country state medals. Like a lot of people in Notre Dame have and just, and there is a place for you in the team there. You can, learn and grow with all of us and hopefully there is a slow but still trying captain at the front like me that we've kept going that is beautiful and i love how you said that um it's uh it's how much heart you bring um and for and just to go back to um that final question for those who are who are wondering if this is something they should bring themselves to um any any words of wisdom for them? This is not going to be profound. I'm just going to say, do it. I think you should come. I think you should try it. The first week's going to be hard and boring. Guess what? Stance takes a while, but you have to get it right. It's, it's going to be boring. It's going to be great. Eventually you'll get to throw punches. Eventually you get to spar. I think do it. Come back. If you miss a week, you get sick, you get midterms, come back. Like we'll still be here. You'll be glad you came back. I think just, Try it, man. You might not like it, but it could be your thing. And I think it's one of those unique things where you might not have, you're not going to stumble on something that's necessarily like it anywhere else. Um, so you should stumble across it here. <laughs> Maddie, thank you so much. I knew um, that I, I was very excited for this and I have no idea what this is going to turn into. Um, I'm hopeful that uh, if nothing else, I'll be able to cajole my sister, Casey, to, to be our I next I was wondering captain. if you were going to ask her. I meant to shout out in the captain section to Casey also. She was my next year captain of session, mm. sophomore year. Um, but uh, but this was, this was a blast. I really, I, um, I'm so grateful that uh, you were willing to, uh, to pilot this. Um, and, and truly, I cannot think of someone who would have, uh, would have been a better <laughs> person to, uh, to undertake this, this enterprise and to kick us off. And um, just, uh, I, I think, um, as, as you know, I, I have such a high opinion of, of you as a, as a boxer and as a captain. And I think you embody uh, so much of what uh, Brock Abouts aspires to. So thank you for, for that. And on a lesser scale, thank you for, for being our first guest. Thanks, Matt. I really appreciate it. I also am very honored to have been invited. We will see where this goes. Well, thanks to everyone, too, who may have made it to this point. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, I hope that there will be more content um, and 
and I hope that you'll then listen to that content. Uh, but until next time, thanks for, for tuning in. Um, if nothing else, Maddie and I had fun. Uh, actually, that's not true. If nothing else, check out a little bit more about Barackabouts, uh, see what they're up to. They're up against it this year from a fundraising perspective um, with everything going on, but they're still plugging away, trying to um, fight the good fight for the Holy Cross missions in Uganda. So thank you very much and uh, hope, uh, hope we'll be back. Bye.